Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. second week of the Pueblo Pigskin Podcast. My name is Austin White. I'm here with our fellow Chieftain Sports Department. Can introduce themselves. I'm Marcus Hill, uh, Chieftain Sports Reporter and a part-time, a little bit everything else slash multimedia journalist. <laughs> uh, Jeff Latofsky, Chieftain Interim Sports Editor. And then I'm Austin White. I'm also a sports reporter here. And Mo, before we get kind of into things, we want to know uh, Show you guys a little preview of our uh, prep football tab that's coming out. Uh, this Friday, it's going to be in your paper. Uh, we have stories on CC Pueblo, Broncos, and uh, all eight area teams. And we got schedules for the college football uh, for CU, CSU, NFL, AFORS, yeah, NFL, you know, all the classic stuff that we usually got in there. Uh, it looks, just from the cover, I think you can tell that it looks great. I mean, I know, I think we all agree that. This is pretty well designed and looks great, and you're packed with information. You're gonna to want to pick this up on Friday. Schedules, information, nice little featurettes, a bunch of great little, bunch of great little stories that you guys can. Check I'd out. be the best looking. You know, I've been here almost 30 years, and in three decades, maybe the best uh, football tab we've ever done as far as just the looks of it. You know, the content. You never know. We'll, we'll see what happens when you read it. But <laughs> yeah, um, it does. It does have a lot of information, and it's uh, it's really really well done uh, by Gatehouse, and um, I, was, I was really impressed with you know how they how they yeah. formatted it and looked and, and the the color that really pops in this thing. So yeah. enjoy it. It'll come out Friday. Yeah, absolutely. And what we're going to be doing this week is uh, there's a couple. Finally, football is back. We got. Five prep football games that are going to be happening on Friday, Saturday, and we're just going to kind of preview those five games. And uh, Jeff's going to talk to us about CC Pueblo. And uh, you know, since we got the games, uh, we'll start with there. We'll start with prep, and uh, we'll start with the only one that's home. The, the, well, yeah, the only one that is home this week is South. They're going to be playing Holy Family, and uh, Marks is going to kind of break us down for that one. All right. Yeah, and so you know, doing a lot of research on this. Um, Found something very weird but very interesting as well. Um, so let's make sure I get it straight. It seems like Holy Family, of course, they were seven four last year. They only lost to one team that was in black and white. And as y'all know, I'm a Harrison alum. And guess what school they lost to? <laughs> Harrison High School. Oh, there you go. Um, but unfortunately, in that uh, in that path, uh, South was the first one to go down, and they lost. I believe it was nineteen seven to start off the season. So. As we talked about last week, you know, South is going to be looking to rebound from that. Um, both teams come in ranked. Let's see, South is ranked number eight. Holy Family is number nine. Um, both had a rough go in the playoffs, um, looking to get back on the winning side of things and that. Um, 
South is going to be pretty loaded this year with uh, as far as their talent goes. They've got a lot of guys coming back. They spread the they spread the ball out fairly well. Um, they they mix the run game with the pass game, fairly solid. But um, they're going to be looking to get some big things out of a uh, Logan this season, who's at uh, quarterback, and Jackson Dickerson as well. He's going to play a pretty vital part in uh, what they're able to do out there on offense. Yeah, I think uh, I got a chance to watch South in their in their scrimmage a little bit, and it looked like you know they were clicking pretty well on offense and moving the ball pretty much. It was against Canyon City, and they moved the ball pretty well against them. And it looks like their passing game is uh, you know on 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 target right now early in the season. Pretty impressed with a couple of their running backs. They did a good job. I thought defensively is where. You know, they lost some lost, lost some key people. You know, the Christie yeah. kid, the linebacker, and it looked like it looked like they, they were giving up a little bit of yardage defensively. He did not give up any kind of big play against Canyon, so it was a it was a good scrimmage for him, and I think they, they had to be pleased with it. Yeah, I mean, when you lose like some of those seniors at that linebacking position, I mean, that's the leadership part on the field for defense. So, right. you know, with scrimmage, it's probably going to be a little rough. This first game might be a little rough, but I mean. Ryan Goddard and that program over there have proven that you know they can kind of, they can mold these guys into a good team and you know I'm sure a lot of these guys in Pueblo the philosophy starts with defense so yeah I don't I expect probably those guys to step into where Christie was and you know all those other guys so and plus being at, I think being at home in your opener is really helpful I know uh, over the years when South plays a team from up north that comes down you know it's a, those those northern teams aren't used to really traveling it's I mean it's not a great distance but. It, you know, it's, it's a lot more farther than they're used to. And yeah. uh, especially early in the season, I remember when Denver South came down here and they got they got beat up pretty good by, by some of the Pueblo schools. And it, it, I think, it, especially to open the season, it's real difficult. So, you know, I think uh, maybe best for line and probably about 10 for South. Yeah. We'll, throw, we'll throw a little bit All of, right. little bit of uh, you know, for the gamblers out there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Gambling on high school sports. That exclusive crowd. Right yeah, there you go. Not, and I mean, you know, I think it's going to be a pretty big season for Jackson. Obviously, you know, it's finale. Um, he's going out there. I believe he had 796 yards in the air last season. So, you know, could he be a thousand yard pass catcher? Um, we'll wait and see. You know, we don't know what the offense is going to completely look like, obviously. But it seems like this is the perfect time to tell what they're going to turn into out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are you guys taking? I think, South, I think South covers, so I, I'm taking okay. South by thirteen. Let's go, let's go uh, twenty to twenty to six, twenty to seven. Right. I, like I think it. South covers and uh, covers the spread, the Bessemer spread. Gotcha. By thirteen. <laughs> I'm going to go with South in this contest. This is at this is we're recording this on Thursday. I'm sorry, today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. I'm ahead of myself. We're recording this on Wednesday, so I might change my mind tomorrow. But as right now, I'm going with South, and that's what I'm sticking with for now. I'm going to go with South, too. Uh, this was a close one last year, uh, but it was their first game of the year, and Goddard kind of said, you know, they had a lot of new guys stepping into varsity last year. Mm-hmm. And even then, uh, they kept the game close, even with the guys, with a bunch of guys who were new kind of in varsity. So I think this year, with that experience, I think they'll be able to, you know, walk in this game comfortable. And I guess, I, I think they could cover that best for spread, too. There you go. So right. I'll go, I'll go uh, 23. We'll throw out the best for spread for all the games. So yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. Just for fun. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so that's South. Uh, we're going to get uh, one more, and then we're going to hit CSU Pueblo. Uh, I'm going to talk about East. 
Uh, they're going to be on the road. Speaking of traveling, they're going all the way up to Johnstown to play Roosevelt, which, if you don't know where Johnstown is, it's a little south of Lufton. So, probably about two and a half hours, three hours of being on the bus. But, you know, if you look at the game last year, uh, I don't think traveling will be much of a worry for them. East won this game 47-8 last year down here at Dutch. Mm. Uh, Roosevelt was a playoff team in 2017, so it looked like it might have been a better game last year, which turned out not to be. But looking into this year, Roosevelt lost, let's see, 1,644 rushing yards out of their total of 1,942. So pretty much all. So, <laughs> yeah. so the, And they're a rushing team. They didn't have many passing yards. So they are pretty much replacing their entire ground game against an East team that you know, lost some guys on defense, but was a state contending team, was in the championship game. And they do have quite a few guys back on their defense that had a lot of tackles. So this is probably going to be a little rough for Roosevelt, my guess. It's going to be. They had they lost their top three receivers, too. So they had their quarterback back, so, I mean, that's good for Roosevelt. Yeah. But he's going to find somebody <laughs> to throw a team. Yeah, he's got, he's got to try to do something out there. But uh, they allowed 26.8 points per game last year as a defense. And, I mean, we've... We've all seen how powerful East offense was last year. And, you know, there's a lot of high expectations that they can be at that level again, which I think that's going to be the most fun part of this game is seeing, you know, it's the debut of Jack Helzer, quarterback. You know, we've seen what Marvin London can do over there. We've seen what King Bowman can do. And the other, the other thing that's going to be fun to watch is uh, Andy Watts said that they're going to kind of go with this three-man team at running back, which has pros and cons. And the biggest pros for high school football is you got fresh legs. I mean, you're going to have three guys in Frank Kushner, uh, No Rivera, and Orly Mondragon that are going to all get looks. And, you know, Watts said that Helzer can run the ball too. He's got legs. So I think that'll be something different this year for East that you can see in this first game is how is their rushing attack mm-hmm. going to, you know, really change the outlook for their season. Yeah. And they have a bunch of, you know, a couple new linemen. I think it's a yeah. good opportunity for East, you know, to go on the road and get away from home, you know, get away from some of the distractions and sort of, really focused, you know, sometimes yeah. sometimes when you play away from home, you, you especially a, a long, pretty long bus trip, yeah. you know, you sort of come together as a team, it's sort of a bonding experience, so, and, and it allows them to focus a little bit more on the game than, than worry about family and, and who's going to be in the stands and the girlfriends and, <laughs> yeah. and the aunts and uncles and yeah. grandma and grandpa and that kind of thing, and it, I, I, I think these this East team, I think people will be surprised by this team, because they're... You know, like I said before, their 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 freshman JV programs are are very good, and and guys just they they don't they don't rebuild, they just reload, and they just bring guys up from the JV who have had you know JV team had a really successful year last year, so I look for East to, to run away. I think the best line said about seventeen, by the way, <laughs> seventeen, so, uh, a couple touchdowns and a field goal, and, <laughs> and uh, I think you know. What's most important for them is probably to establish that run game pretty early because, you know, being back there at QB, it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it. But, you know, once you're out there, the lights are bright, everybody's looking at you, you don't know how things will go. So not saying anything bad against Jack, but, you know, it's just once you get out there, it's a completely different ball game and everything is on you. So getting that run game established so you can can run some play actions, you get a couple different looks out there. And have him feeling comfortable and making sure that he's uh as set in that pocket as he needs to be. That's pretty much the way that they're gonna that they're gonna cover that Bessemer line to start <laughs> things out. There you go. Yeah. 
I mean, going into that, I, I think I'm going to think he easily covers that. Oh, yeah. I think they're. I think we're going to see a similar score to last year. It was 47-8, maybe a little less. Maybe I'll give Roosevelt a little credit. Maybe 40-13. East wins this yeah. one. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's you know definitely a, a three or four touchdown game. And I look for Marvin London. You know, uh, there's a lot of expectations on him. He's one one of the top players in the state. You know, that's coming back, and and I think they try to get him the ball early and get him involved. I look for him to get, have a couple of touchdowns and probably over 100 yards receiving. I know you know teams want to, may, may want to double him, but he spreads you out, and they do a good job of really you know focusing on on certain players and, and, and getting the ball to the right guys. I know they have a young young running backs, and you know they're going to try to get them involved as well early. But you know this quarterback, this kid, he he can throw the football, and uh, no doubt he, he can throw the football up the field. And, I think Marvin London, you know, he's, he's a fast kid, and he's, he's going to get behind somebody uh, once or twice a game. So uh, look for him to have a big game and look for, look for East to roll up, you know, three or 400 yards of offense. Okay. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think Roosevelt gets a lot going. I think they get mud stomped again. And <laughs> I think this one gets ugly pretty early. Uh, I'm thinking somewhere in the range of 50 to 14, somewhere in that area. And the 14 comes way later in the game, but... Mm-hmm. That's that's my prediction for now. Fifty burger. Yeah, All right. I like it. No, no, no <laughs> running clock though. Oh gosh. Running clock or not? Yeah. Please running clock. Please. <laughs> yeah. No, please. Because okay, okay, you said that the points come late for for Roosevelt. Yeah. Um, we we definitely need a running clock if it gets that. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't let it be a later a later score in the game kind of thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. All right. Jeff, why don't we talk about those CSU Pueblo, what they got going well, on? Well, you know, play this weekend. Yeah, they're, they're off this week. You know, they still have an off. They open their season September 7th uh, on the road, their first two games on the road, and then they go to Utah in the first game against Dixie State. Uh, some news coming out this week. They were the, the polls, the AFCA poll came out, and, and CSU Pueblo, Pueblo got some love. They're ranked ninth. And that's the, the main poll, right? Like, that's, that's the, really we got all these other little polls, but that's the, yeah, that's I mean, the big one. There's a couple of polls around the country, guys. Just in fact, I read online that one one poll, some guy has never seen hardly any Division two teams, and he was trying to rank them. So wow. it was pretty interesting. <laughs> he goes, "I'm going to need some help because I never even heard some of these teams like Slippery Rock." Or Why are you even trying to rank yeah. if you don't? Yeah, know. Well, well, do, what's the point? But yeah, this the, this the, this is the poll that really everybody looks at. And yeah. I think they, they they're they're about where they should be. You know, they're ranked they're ranked ninth, and uh, they finished eighth last year in the final poll. Um, you know, they, they, they won one game in the playoffs last year. Uh, Minnesota, man, Minnesota State, I think, is ranked third. Um, you know, they're Valdosta State's number one team in the country. They're out of Georgia. Uh, uh, the, the southern teams are, are loaded, like always. And, of course, the Midwest and Minnesota and, and the Texas teams. So, uh, you know, you got to keep an eye on the, on the, on the rankings because you, you want to stay up high. And you, and you just can't afford to stumble during the year. Uh, this this CSC Pueblo does have a scrimmage, you know, scrimmage yeah. slash. Uh, it's almost a real game, really. They're, they're going to try to make it. You know, co- coaches will have headsets on. There'll there'll be people up in the in the booth. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll they'll try to try to simulate a real game, and, and it'll be it'll be a chance for. There's a couple you know a couple things that we got to look for. Uh, you know, there's there's, there's a battle at quarterback. You know, between Kitna and and Lampier. Mm-hmm. And th- these two guys are both capable, and they're, uh, you know, they could probably use, you know, one or the other, and, and they'd almost look like mirror guys. But yeah. The only difference is Lampere's got a, he can run a little bit, 
he, he can take off. He's a little bit faster. And so if things if things break down in the, you know in the passing game, he can he can move up the field. So I think it's a it's a last time for, to get a really good look at these two guys to see who's going to start uh, when they when they play Dixie State next week. Do you, you think Kitna's name helps a little? I mean, I, you know, that's nothing against Coach Rist or any of the staff. It's just you know you have a name that's associated with a guy that's was an NFL player in his day. You know, I I, I really don't think so. I I, I think you know you, you respect the name. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, you got to be able to play. Yeah. And, and if if you can't play, it you know if you it doesn't make name if your name's Favre, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, if you can play, you can play. And if you can't play, you can't play. And um, they'll find out, you know, when they shoot live bullets. And I I suspect both of these quarterbacks are going to get an opportunity during the course of the year. And I think it's that close. Uh, you know, Lampere's been in the program. For, this is the start of his third year, yeah. and he, you know he saw some. He played four, played in four games as a freshman, broke his red shirt, yeah. and then he redshirted last year. I, I, I can't say, you know, I shouldn't say break his red shirt because he actually had a red shirt yeah. left, you know. But he was planning on redshirting the freshman year, and, and he comes back. So, and Kitna just showed up last spring, or yeah. last well, actually, in, in, you know, over Christmas. So he's, yeah. he's been around the program so well. It's, it's going to be a good battle, but I think they're in good hands with either of those guys. Yeah. I think in that poll, Mines was somewhere in there too, right? I think Mines, Mines is like around 16 or 17. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so you know, the, the, the Armac got a, bit, a little bit of love. Mesa's getting votes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and those are the two teams, you know, it's, it's one of those years CSU Pueblo gets both Carl School of Mines and Mesa, Carl Mesa in Pueblo. So Those are back-to-back weeks, aren't they? Uh, are they? I don't I know. No, no, they're not. No, they're not? Oh, okay. Carl Mines is the... Is the opener on uh, yeah. September twenty first? Here is of course a red out, you know, for the fans. I did see that something else on Twitter. The, the athletic director, uh, you know, Paul Plinsky's put out that they they have they're over two thousand in two thousand season two thousand season tickets sold. So nice. You know, uh, CSU Pueblo leads leads the conference every year in, in attendance, and they're on their way to do that again this year. Uh, everybody likes a winner. Yeah, exactly. I was say, watching team win. Yeah, I mean, win. I mean, that's why the Broncos, you know, have this long streak. I mean, you have more Super Bowl appearances, and losing seasons are going to bring fans out. Yeah. So yeah. same with well, even when they were losing back in. I mean, you, this goes back way before you guys were even at the top. <laughs> yeah. Back in the '60s, people turned out. I mean, it's yeah. it's a foot it's football country. Yeah. It's Colorado, Wyoming, and the surrounding states, and people come from New Mexico. It's uh, they love they love their football. They no do. doubt about it. Absolutely. All right, I can't enjoy any of that as a uh, <laughs> as a Lions fan. I can't appreciate any of that. <laughs> losing year after losing. Well, the Lions at least have the tradition. You know, like, they got a Thanksgiving Day game every year, so everyone is forced to watch them. Unfortunately, I'm glad you used the word "forced" because that's <laughs> that's what it is most years. Aren't they, aren't they playing the opener of the of the year too? The season? Uh, that's a Green Bay Chicago. Oh, yeah, Green Bay Chicago, not Detroit Chicago. Nah, they wouldn't do that. For it's not after last year. No. <laughs> I saw predictions. I think that Detroit was picked to win three or four games. So. Oh, well, that's just nice. Yeah. Oh, that's that's just me. Yeah. Well, I think the Packers. Last I, I listen to my radio, man. That's, yeah. that's, what they, that's what the guys say. The NFL experts. Detroit okay. has at least five wins. Though. Okay. At least five. At least five. At least five. Heard it here first. I can see five. <laughs> okay. Fourteen and two, somewhere in that range. Four, there you go. Five and eleven, fourteen and two, somewhere in there. <laughs> That's a good range. All right. Last week, uh, we had one question submitted to us uh, from Ken Ferguson. Thanks for listening and watching, Ken Ferguson. Uh, he asked us who could be the surprise team this year, and uh, 
I'm going to assume he might have meant preps, but we could do both. Armac and preps. Uh, Jeff, I don't, I don't know if you have a team off the top of your head you think could be a surprise. You know, uh, I mean, really, there's 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 always, you know, the three the three power teams that are CSU Pueblo and Carl School and Lions and Carl Mason Chadron's. Chadron's been in the mix. Uh, you know, you know the one team that, that's sort of scary is 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 that Black Hill State, South Dakota. They they fling the ball all over the field, huh? and they don't care. <laughs> you know, they don't care what the score is. They're going to score points, and they're going to they're going to they're going to put. You know, this this conference is is a very pass happy conference in, in by almost eighty percent of the teams. That's all they do. But the, the, that Black Hills team, I, I think that's a team that you really have to watch because I mean they're up there and you know. Underneath, underneath the you know the presidents and, and the rock and everything, yeah. and they're, they're so far away. And plus, it's a it's a very difficult trip. And you know, as we know, this conference is the, the you know the, there's more mileage in this conference than any other conference in the country. Yeah. So uh, that's that's I think the surprise team to watch in this league in Black Hill State. Mm. Preps, Marcus, what you got? That's kind of difficult for preps. Um, I feel like the choice would have to be South just because, you know, the way that they started last year. Granted, they finished last year on just a hot streak and uh, did pretty well for themselves. But, you know, the way that they came out of the gates, granted, they had teams that were ranked basically, what was it, like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9th, and 10th. Whole (laughs) conference schedule was playoff teams. All playoff teams. Um, Like, they had a hard road, but, you know, this year they're you're smarter. They've got more experience back there. The guys have been there. They've been through. The, they've been through the process. They had the reps. They they just know so much more that they didn't last season. And now a lot of these teams that they're going against are either retooling or they have the understanding. So I feel like South will be a relatively safe bet to say they could be the surprise team that grabs some crazy number to see when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, the uh, one I was going to go with is. Central, uh, just kind of looking at it last year, we did this like halftime report thing on football and we named a team in the first half and we named Central as the team in the first half because they went 4-1, which was the best mark of any Pueblo school. And they got in the league and they lost all five games, which was a big surprise. But, you know, they have, I think, I believe it was six seniors returning on both, maybe it was, I think it might have been eight seniors returning on both sides. You know, when you have that kind of that experience coming back, that's always helpful. Right. I mean, South got into the playoffs at five and five last year. Granted, they had the they had the toughest strength of schedule of everyone in three eight, but still, Central, a game away from a team that was five and five um, at their four and six record. You know, if they can just win a couple league games, six and four. I mean, there's no reason that they could potentially creep their way into that top sixteen and. You know, maybe grab a 15 seed, 16 seed. Right. And in fact, in, in our uh, football tab, I think that's what you wrote about is, yeah. you know, the, the, this is a team that once they got to league, you know, everything fell apart. Yeah. You know, and it, it's crucial for them to, to you know, and the league basically is all Pueblo. Yeah. You know, it's all so the, everybody you know, knows each other. Everybody knows each other, yeah. and you never know <laughs> from game to game there's going to be some upsets here and there. Yeah. And I thought I thought Central had, had you know, and, and, and it all comes down to injuries, too. You know, yeah. and they have to keep keep a lot of guys you know healthy. Uh, you know, Central Central didn't have a doesn't have a you know they're not like Pueblo West or you know or some of these schools that have ninety to hundred yeah. over a hundred kids yeah. turn out. Yeah. So uh, if they can stay somewhat healthy, I think you know with the experience they have, you might be right. And they they just got to figure out how to win, win in league. 
there. Absolutely. All right. We'll move on with some more previews of the games this week. Uh, you can see Anthony Sands from our uh, Pueblo Westview guy is not here, so Marcus mm-hmm. is going to step in for us and preview right. Pueblo Westview. Yeah, and I'm kind of going in backwards order on this. Instead of starting with West, I'm going to start with their opponent, and it is Fruta Monument, and let's see. So they're the Wildcats, and last year two of their top rushers are gone. They graduated. Uh Hope I'm getting their names right. Usually I have to spell them. I don't have to say them. So <laughs> it's a new part for me. Kaysen uh, yeah. Geisner and Trayton Queen. They accounted for 2,429 of the 3,245 rushing yards. And they had 27 TDs. Wow. And their quarterback, Zach Rush, he had five of the combined 34 rushing touchdowns. So wow. essentially they <laughs> returned a whole lot. <laughs> as far as passing the ball, or I'm sorry, as far as rushing the ball goes. And then they also lost Zach Rush to graduation, so they're going to have a new QB in there. And in year two of the Buderis era, you got to assume that he is just going to rush the living daylights out of this kid <laughs> until he shows that he's either got a cannon poise or something up his sleeves in the pocket. So I think that this game is very much West's to lose. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they have all the tools to get this done. I think they come in ranked number 8th in 4A. Yeah. Uh, Fruta is number 10, and I think that's completely based off last year because they lost. I mean, I don't have the entire roster in no. front of me, obviously, but they lost quite a bit of offense. And I think in total, 32 <laughs> of their 35 rushing touchdowns are gone from last year. Wow. So much of their offense is just gone, so... Unless they've got something up their sleeves over there, like unless they have an Ivan Drago of a football player <laughs> hanging out over there, um, I see West getting this one fairly easily. Yeah, I mean, last year the game was 10 to 6, so obviously points are hard to come by. And yeah. If you have a team that's, you know, pretty much new on offense, I mean, Pueblo West, you know, like Anthony talked about last week, they lost a lot of guys on defense, that defensive backfield, but. You know, they still have quite a bit of returning, and Boudaire's obviously still instilled some kind of scheme in them that was great for the defense that allowed less than 10 points a game. So you bring that from Puddle West into a new scheme. Yeah. All these new guys on Fruta, that's that's probably a tough way to start. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take the other side, and, and I think the, the best from the line is three points for Fruta <laughs> just because of the home oh, field. All right. So you're going, against, you're going against the best from the line and you're picking you're picking Pueblo West. I am. But you know, after I lived I lived in Grand Junction for eight years and of course that was back in the Stone Age <laughs> many years ago. But the one the one thing about the Western Slope, you know, not only is is it a, this is a very difficult trip. Yeah. I mean you gotta go over all kinds of mountains and you know, it's 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 a fun trip. Yeah. But I they're doing it in August. And too. teams, you know, whether in, I'm, I'm sure West might, they may go over the day before yeah. and, and stay overnight. I'm not sure of that, exactly what they're doing. But, you know, the, back in the day, you know, when Billy Musgrave, you know, we've heard that name, mm-hmm. uh, the Doug, the, Doug Musgrave, his brother, they were, they were really good players at Grand Junction High. Well, the, the, the tables have turned, it's sort of like, sort of like Pueblo. Everything went west. You know, Pueblo, yeah. Pueblo West has become sort of the power in, in this town in a lot of sports. It's yeah. similar in Grand Junction. They have Grand Junction Central, they have Palisade, you know, they have, they have Grand Junction, and then Fruta. Yeah. Everything's gone west, out west, sort of northwest, really, where Fruta is. Yeah. But a lot of the good athletes and, you know, um, 
in, in every sport has gone, have gone to Fruita. So I don't think, I think Fruita's in a similar situation as East. They, they're not going to rebuild, they're going to, they just reload. They have a lot of numbers, they have, they have very good coaching. A lot, of, a lot of these guys stay around, it's real similar to Pueblo. They stay around, I mean, the, 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 the coach at Fruita is, is a Fruita grad. If I, if I remember right, and, and these guys are, you know, they, they keep, it's all in the family. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's going to be an easy game by any means. I think it's been a very close game. And, you know, as we saw last year, it was 10 to 6, really two good defensive teams. Yeah. And, and really, really teams that really, as the season goes, you're going to see their offense get better. You know, whether West can, you know, can, can really, I, I understand West looked really good in their scrimmage. Hey. When they when they played last week, yeah, I, I think it was at Fountain Fort Carson, I believe, and and I understand it was, they did a very good job, and their their offense moved the ball pretty handily against wow. it. You got to remember too, also Fruita was a, used to be a five A school, yeah. So, you know, it's 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 going to be a difficult task for West, and and I'm not sure if they can they can get by in this one. I think it it'll it'll be it'll be up for grabs in the fourth quarter, and uh, you know if we're gonna I'm going to make picks, I'm, I'm going to yeah. pick Fruita by. Three. Right. I think Fruto beat them, you know, 13 to 10. I don't know if West would kick a field goal. 13 to 10. <laughs> there you go. Let's go with that. All right. 13 to 10. Before <laughs> I get to who I choose, um, I mean, last year Pueblo West was somewhat a one-dimensional team, and I don't want to diminish what they did. Um, yeah. They chose not to throw, mainly because they didn't have to. They didn't have to because they were the school dragging right. teams throughout the <laughs> second half of pretty much all their games, but... Uh, Chandler Mason, let's see, he was 34 for 71 and had five TDs and 476 yards last season. And, you know, that's his first go at Andrew Buderis. So things will likely change. He'll be a lot more comfortable in the pocket. Um, He'll just have more all-around awareness of what to do, where to go, who to throw to, who to Mm -hmm. look for, what he has out there, his options. Like, he'll just be a lot more familiar with the system. So. Granted, Fruit is probably going to throw a lot, of, a lot at him. I think they return plenty on defense, so to their credit, they probably be another, another low-scoring affair, probably 13-6, 13-10, somewhere in that range. But, I mean, this one is going to be a much different brand of, what was it, 13-7 last year, 10-7? 10-6. 10 I was going to get there. Just <laughs> um, keep going that. Yep. <laughs> Um, it'll be somewhere in the the range of that just because, you know, both of these teams are still very solid. Um, but Fruta, offensively, they just lost so much. And, you know, hopefully they have enough to retool. Hopefully it's not a, an ugly game. But I still think West can take this one. I'm going to go 13-6. I'm going to go with West, too, pretty similar fashion. I'm gonna, I'm just, I think it's going to be a little, high, a little higher scoring, maybe like 20-13, something like that. I'll take West just because, you know. Like Jeff was saying, their offense looked good. Like Marcus was saying, they might open Chandler Mason up more. And, you know, really they got on, – on, for this first game, they have health on their side because Anthony was talking last week how they had to bring in Kyle Jamison to be their running back, who was probably the fourth string. So, I mean, in this first game, you would hope that you don't go through enough running backs to get to the fourth string running back. So, I think health can be on their side with yeah. this, and that could, be, that could turn into a big factor as well. All right. Other other prep games we got. Uh, the last one that's on Friday is uh, down south. We got Rye. They're heading out to Ellicott, and uh, well, <laughs> like I kind of said with East, this one uh, I don't think it's going to be much of a game either in favor of Rye. Uh, 
Last year, he's only 27-8, Rye won. But you look at the rest of Ellicott's season, uh, they scored, well, let's see, they scored 26 total points. They won a game 18-8, and they scored these eight points against Rye. And that was pretty much it. That was the season. <laughs> and Rye, Rye has a lot. Pretty much, they only lost two seniors on their team. So pretty much everyone is back. Everyone's experienced. Uh, and Connor Pig, too, their coach, that was his first year last year, coming to his second year now. So, I mean, experience is heavy on Rye's side against a program that uh, I don't want to insult, but it's not on the up, you could say. It's on the down, it's looking like. so. And Rye's a rushing team. You know, we've seen you high school football everywhere. If you can rush the ball, you're, you're going to have a pretty good chance of success. And Rye's got just bodies back there. I mean... Bryce Benz was their quarterback last year, and they're they're moving him to halfback just so they can get him more touches. They're moving in, uh, their tight end over to be their quarterback. I uh, can't remember his name right now, but they're going to just send all kinds of guys, fresh legs out of you, and Ellicott, they don't. I just don't think uh, they have yeah, <laughs> that can stop. Well, you're from, you're from Springs, and historically, uh, you know, this is a team that's a little bit east of Springs, really on their way up, what, to Lyman and, and mm-hmm. that area. And, and year to year, you just sometimes you never know, you know, who's going to move in, who's going to move out. Ellicott's never never been a you know real football power. Uh, it's it's a good good scheduling by Rye, you know, to get off to try to get off to a good start. I think the best from line on this one's uh, twenty one. Oh, wow. uh, you know, it's I the mean, biggest one we've gotten so far. Yeah, right, right. Well, <laughs> you, you look at look at look at what Ellicott's done in the past, and, and of course Rye, Rye really is trying to they're trying to get back to what they were used to be. You know, yeah. this, this used to be a one of the powerhouses in small school football. From year to year, they won. They won a couple state titles back in the '90s, and and really in the 2000s, they sort of struggled with different coaches. And you know, I mean, well, they had a coach there for 25 years. He was there for forever, yeah. and and did a great job with that program. And and now they're going through some you know difficult times with trying to find somebody who's who's really going to you know put this put this program back on on track and. And I, I look for I look for them, you know, with Pig, and you know, he, he's a razor rye guy. He played there. He had, his sister was a great athlete, by the way. He still had mugs of Connor Pig in the yeah, system. From no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. And so I, I look, I look for this team to, to be much improved this year, and you know, familiarity with the system is, is definitely going to help them. Yeah. And I mean, Rye, they uh, they essentially doubled up what they had last year as far as bodies, right? Yeah, I, I think Pig said they had. 16 on the roster to start last year, which is pushing it for 1A, 11 man still. But this year, when I went to the practice, they had 33. So just, that's a pretty solid number for 1A. Yeah, 33 guys all day. So yeah, so Rye, I'm picking Rye. <laughs> Probably good choice. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, 47-0, running clock hopefully quickly in the maybe even the first half we get to the running clock. I am it's a rushing. Game, so I don't know. I'll be gentle and say Rye a lot, Ellicott a little. That, that's, <laughs> that's the best I can. I like that. I think they covered it. I think they went at 28, 28 to nothing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's weird. Sometimes you know that you're going into a game that you might have a running clock. And you, but you know what? Early in the season, I think a lot of coaches might pull back a little bit and say, you know what? We don't want to get to the 40 mercy rule. We want, we want to play out the game. We want to get a lot of people some, you know, some reps. Yeah. And you know that that might be a good subject for another time, but you know, uh, you know, especially when you know that the other team's a little bit deficient, it's, it, and, and you're going to probably have an easy time to get through it. But you know, you really don't want that running cost. You want to you want to get all your reps in, especially early in the season. Yeah, that makes sense to me. 
All right, we're going to finish up with uh, a little Dolores Huerta football, uh, which was probably, uh, when we were putting the, tab, putting the tab together, it was probably one of my favorite stories just seeing. Yeah, great story. Uh, you can read about it in there, but Dolores Huerta uh, and their head coach, James Cassius, uh, he volunteered his time and effort, and uh, he got some of the guys. He said he had about eight consistent guys out there. They all are putting in the effort to rebuild their field over uh, at the high school. Uh, it was uneven. The grass was just super patchy. That's probably a nice way to describe it. And now it's uh, they've ripped out all the grass. The surface is level now. Uh, they haven't planted new grass because season's here. You kind of ran out of time. But the new sprinkler system, it's really just a cool story, you know, that these guys are kind of taking pride in that. And I think that's what's cool, too, with this first game is they're playing uh, Front Ridge Christian, which uh, they lost to 44-6 to last year. But uh, this was also Dolores Huerta's first game in eight-man last year. James Cassius, he was his first year as head coach. He was the defensive coordinator the year before, but mm-hmm. you know he's told me that you know eight man is it's a whole different game from eleven man. You know, different schemes, you know, all kinds of different ways to look at football. And so, I looked at the game too last year in all purpose yards. Front Range Christian was three hundred seven to two twenty seven, so they didn't even have a bunch of more all purpose yards. And to me, that's probably telling me that Dolores Huerta probably had some turnovers Turnover. deep in their end zone, which probably comes from being a young team. Last year, they had a bunch of new guys because, you know, this is kind of a new... Cassie's trying to rebuild this program, so there's a lot of new guys, which is going to help this year because now a lot of those guys are back. And they had that experience against this team. And I think if they can, you know, turn... Don't have as many turnovers, this game could be a lot closer. And the best part, it's at home. <laughs> Dolores Swift only had one home game last year. This year, they're going to have seven, and this this is the one they're playing, too. Yeah, and they're playing at Heroes Academy. Uh, which was a school that shut down. But another bonus for Dolores Huerta, I don't think they have to pay anything to use that field because no one's using it right now. So Get in where you fit in. Exactly. Actually, one of the better middle middle school fields. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. And, of course, you know, with, that, with nobody being on it, uh, you know, yeah. it's probably, probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. I meant to go by there to yeah. take a look at it. <laughs> and that game's Saturday at 1 p.m. But, yeah, Dolores Huerta, I'm... Excited to kind of just see what Cassius can kind of continue to rebuild with his team. and uh, They have a great athlete over there, Charles Winston. Uh, he was great in basketball season when I saw him. Uh, he broke his arm towards the end of basketball season, but he's going to be back. He's going to be a receiver for him. Uh, Jeff, I think he knew his older brother when he was playing. Oh, yeah. He told me he was a great athlete. Yeah, so when you have great athletes on your team, I feel like you always have a chance, especially yeah. eight-man when – you know, the numbers get diminished, and yep. you can probably get it to that one guy. Yeah. Help yeah. him out. Yeah, A-man's a different it's – it's obviously a different game. And, of course, we have a lot of six-man in this area, too, Yeah, which is really a crazy game. <laughs> yeah. You know, because everybody's eligible in six-man. Yeah. In A-man, at least you still have the three interior linemen that aren't, that aren't eligible. But um, it's – and then, you know, it's, it's a fast game. It's – the field's a lot – it's not it's not as wide. Yeah. And it's only 80 – it's 80 yards long. You know, and uh, it's it's a, it's a very interesting game, and it's uh, you know the, the one thing they had to do at Freed, at the old Freed, is heroes. They had to reline the field, you know, to make it to make it in, yeah. for eight man. And um, you know, I like what James is doing at, at DHPH. You know, he's got he's got the kids buying into what they're what they're trying to do, and they, you know, he's a, he's a good football mind, so he he understands. And I remember talking to him last year. He said he had difficulty trying to figure out what to do with eight man. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got six less people on the field, <laughs> and I know the field's a little bit smaller, but 
you know, you, you're, you're also capable of running some, some, some wild stuff. Yeah. You know, you can run double and triple reverses and have guys all over the field <laughs> yeah. and, and crazy stuff. So it's a fun game to watch, and uh, I'm glad we have it. We have a lot of eight-man teams in our area, too. A lot of eight and a lot of six. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, now you have to imagine, because I didn't know the exact stats before, but I'm going to assume that's how many of their games went last year. They were relatively close, but a couple small mistakes here and there kind of did them in at the end. So... You know, now that they're a year older, year wiser, year more under that whole new system, kind of got to assume that they could. I'll go out on a limb here. I'm the only one out on this limb where, like, we say they could be a playoff team because, I mean, turn a couple of those plays around that always changes a game big time. So they don't have a turnover here. Their team doesn't mm-hmm. outscore them by 14 or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So. If they're able to change those little things, who knows what they're able to do. So that should be pretty cool to watch as well. Yeah. Confidence. Confidence. Exactly. And uh, with my pick, uh, saying all those nice things about Dolores Huerta, I think I'm going to, you know, it was 44-6 to last year. It is the first game of season two. I think it'll still be, you know, a little bit rough for Dolores Huerta, but I think it'll be closer. I'm going to take Fine Ranch Christian probably maybe like, 34, 24, something in there, maybe a little closer. Than I think the best from the line probably would be, you know, front range Christian, double digit, yeah. double digit favorite, you know, especially after what happened last year. And, yeah, yeah I, th- I think you're right. I think, you know, eight man, there's a lot of scoring, and, and, and I, I like that score. I, I think I agree with that. It's See. probably probably about a 10 or 12 point difference. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the key is for Dolores Ferdinand's score. You know, I know they had, they had that 30. Two or thirty-three game losing streak. Yeah, but they, had, they had some difficulties trying to score, and, yeah. they, and they got shut out a lot. You know, with James in the in the, in, the, in the, you know as as the coach, he understands yeah. offense, and he's yeah, gonna, he's gonna, they're going to be able to score. You know, it's just a matter of whether they're going to get stops, and, and like Marcus says, to stop the turnovers. And essentially, that's where I went with the score. Um, I didn't go too crazy. I don't know if they'll win. So I chose front range. Um, I believe it's somewhere in the realm of 35 to 20. That's what I'm going with this week. Pretty, pretty close to what we're yeah. seeing. Sweet. All right. Good stuff. All right. If, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, this is the second week of this. Uh, if you want to go back and watch our first week, uh, we kind of preseason talk. You know, we talk about guys to watch, games to go to, you know, all kinds of stuff. That's still up here on Facebook. You can head to Chieftain.com to listen to that. And, uh, as always, you can leave your comments below. If you have a question that you want to ask, we can answer it on here as well. And uh, if you missed this, you can it'll still be on Facebook. You can watch it or you can listen to the podcast. Uh, that'll be on Chieftain.com probably Friday morning to help you get ready for football on Friday, which you can also get ready with the tab as well. Yeah, Check that out as well on Friday. Uh, thanks for tuning in again, and we'll see you again next week.